Hi, I'm Mark Stoudemire, and welcome to Season 3 of Get to the Joke. I can't wait for you guys to see what I have in store for you this season. 11 new comics, 11 new stories, unbelievable amount of just advice and just vulnerability about the lives of comedians and how that translates to the jokes that you love to hear on stage. Again, all the content this season will be completely free on my YouTube channel. I just ask that you do me just one small favor. Please like and subscribe to my channel. Please rate and review me wherever you review your podcast. I truly appreciate that you guys do that for me. Uh, again, you can also visit me at my website, markstod.com, where you can see all my upcoming show dates or any other content that I put out. Um, again, please leave a comment, like, subscribe to this channel. It means so much to me that you do that. And uh, now without further ado, let's go ahead and get to the joke. So I have a medium dick, uh, which means it can communicate beyond the grave. <laughs> dick is fucking stupid. <laughs> oh man, oh god. So they say Mountain Dew ruins your semen. I have no idea if this is true, but I'll tell you one thing for sure. Semen definitely ruins your Mountain Dew, right? <laughs> Makes it taste like Code Red Mountain Dew. <laughs> Baja Blast. Um, which reminds me, I used to date this girl. She did something really gross with my cum. Uh, she had a kid with it. <laughs> we were supposed to get it aborted, but she was a Republican, so we uh, shot it instead. Get uh, into her womb, you know? <laughs> Carrying a rope or some sort, I don't know, I'm a little worried. Oh man, abortion jokes. Where do you go after abortion? McDonald's, that's why. Not a sponsorship, just that's, you know, you lose a little weight. Um, but <laughs> I was gonna do my joke about late-term abortion, but it always dies during the delivery, you know? Uh, oh boy, oh boy. All right, welcome back to season three of Get to the Joke. Our guest today is reigning Philly's funniest champion, Joe Murdoch, who's been doing a who's been doing comedy for a decade in Philadelphia. Um, Joe is known for his uh, rapid fire one line jokes that uh, run the gamut between dark and filthy to just plain goofy and absurd. So, Joe Murdoch, welcome to Get to the Joke. Hey, <laughs> how's everything with you? I'm doing great. I'm yeah. doing. I'm doing all right. 
That's good, man. That's, are, are we live from your house right now? Is this is, you're in West Philly, yes. right? Yep, this is West Philly. Where are you at? Pottstown. Does that make sense to you? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny how many people from Philly have no idea where Pottstown is. So sometimes they gotta be like, it's near KOPE, and then they know where I'm talking about. So. But, oh yeah, yeah. One of those areas. Yeah. This is an honor. I, you know, it's it's first of all, congratulations uh, for winning Philly's Thank funniest you. and being the champion. It's I I like the fact that you won. You're probably the first winner that I know that I've like seen, like I've seen you throughout the scene. A lot of these other Philly's funniest winners, I either started after they you know had won or you know whatever, or they're in Philadelphia for that year, like Abby or Jamie, and then they move on to other things or whatever. So I thought you were I thought you were a great story to win. I love your jokes. I we're gonna get into that because oh thank you. There's no way that could, there's no one that does what you do, and there's and you're very oh. you're very unique and you're very talented for the for you know the jokes that you come up with. They're very smart, and we're gonna get into all that because I would love to pick your brain and figure out Thank how you. it works uh, and how you come up with these things. Um, I like to start out though first, like a chicken in the road situation, chicken in the egg situation. I mean, what came first in your life? The the um the cognizant realization that you were funnier than other people or that stand-up comedy was a career that you could pursue? Um, probably the idea of being funny, Okay, I guess, right? Were, um, were you a class clown type or were you somebody that was kind just of. Like, I was a okay. class weirdo. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, you know, just like getting reaction out of people. But yeah, I don't know if I was, class clown but yeah kind of <laughs> yeah, now weird in school now you're you're weird what's, what's that mean you were weird in school what is that i, I wouldn't consider <laughs> i wouldn't consider i wouldn't consider you somebody who's like weird i would consider you're saying no no i i would i no. say like i would say like if people people i think when you do and you tell jokes i can see where people could be like what i'm not sure what i'm watching here uh, or who this person is, but when I get to know you, <laughs> yeah, I want to consider you somebody. You're you're very personable. You're not awkward when I talk to you. You don't try to like divert eye contact yeah. or or hide in the corner somewhere. No, I wouldn't consider you weird. So why did you think you were weird in high school? Um, I was a little more. I was a little more uh, shy back then because I um, I don't know. I wasn't doing. I wasn't doing anything that I wanted to do. You know. So. <laughs> So, you know, when I started doing comedy out more on, on stage, you know, that mm-hmm. then it probably made me a normaler person in a way. Okay. That makes sense. That's why I'm so boring right now. No, no, no. no we're, just, we're just getting to know each other a little bit. We're just getting to know each other a little bit. So yeah. now, were your parents funny? Where did your, where did this sense of humor, you have a very unique sense of humor where you, I would say your your ability to make fun of different words. Like you're very good with with you t- you take you you're, you're you're taking the audience down one road, and then all of a sudden they're on a totally different road. They don't know how they got there, but yeah. it just makes sense to them why they're on that new road. So where did that where did this come from? Was it stuff that your friends like? It was something that you picked up with your friends? Was it something that your parents were into? Was it influences in your life? Where did this kind of innate uh. style of your humor come from? Well, I mean, I watched a lot of, you know, the Three Stooges growing up and, you know, the Naked Gun, that kind of thing. Um, I look at these people and I thought that they were pretty funny and kind of uh, learned my own style of comedy from 
seeing a lot of different kinds of kinds of comedy. So yeah, it kind of came from more tele. I mean, my my parents are kind of funny, but uh, you know, they probably have their influence on me in one way or the other. But um, but a lot of the a lot of the silliest stuff was like yeah, the Three Stooges or okay Looney Tunes or some shit like that, you know. What your parents think of this, you know, I know you have a day job and but your passion and your energy and your time is spent developing and honing yeah. stand up comedy. So what is yeah, there? Yeah. What has been their support, lack thereof, buy in influence with that whole career? Oh, recently they've been a little more supportive because uh, I'm, you know, I'm doing everything right and stuff. <laughs> But uh, early before. on, they were they weren't sure. Um, well, originally, I wanted to like make movies and stuff, like mm-hmm. write and direct, and that's kind of a tough thing to do. And I've never uh, really gone in that direction in an effective way. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, just like any other parent, they're a little worried. You know, this is what I cared about when I was a kid. But I'm okay. I'm safe now. I'm alive. Yeah. <laughs> so they're happy for that, you know. Yeah, I'm glad that I'm happy and doing what I want to do. Well, kind of, kind of walk me through that. What were you doing stand up? How long were you? Did you did you tell your parents that you wanted to do stand up and then did it, or were you doing it for a little bit and then kind of like, like came and was like, oh, by the way, I'm doing stand up, and you kind of sprung it. Like, how did you? How did that conversation go? When did you? Well, I mean, I'd been telling uh, jokes. To, I would write them down and tell them to people at, you know, in school sometimes, and uh, yeah. and uh, friends of ours and stuff, and uh, you know, so they knew I wanted to do it, um, but I, but until I moved to like Philly, I didn't yeah. really didn't really start doing it seriously, you know. So were they not on board until you won Philly's funniest was that the first validation oh no no okay. I think it took I think it was a little before that I think okay. as, it, as, it, as it kind of realized it wasn't a phase or anything yeah. then and then it was a little more they were a little more supportive of it and uh you know accepting of it because it's a weird thing to do but mm-hmm. uh you know now I'm doing stuff with helium so yeah it's a little more but- it's a little more stable I mean, so from so if did you go to school for like movies? I'm not sure what would that be called. Like, did you go to school no, for what did you go to no. school for? I um, in until high school ended, <laughs> I didn't actually go to college. Oh, I know okay. that. Uh, do I seem like I went to college? You do. You do but good. You're very smart. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I should have probably went to college. So did you start stand? Did you start seriously pursuing stand up right out of high school? Then was that initially like um, as as you turned eighteen and got that diploma? You were hitting the uh, clubs. No, because I wasn't in the the vicinity. It took me a couple of years after that to go out and start doing stand up. I you know had to move a little closer to the city and into Philly. You know. Yeah. But uh, I was pretty young. I was like twenty two when I started. Um. But uh, yeah, I should have started right out, but I, you know, I just couldn't get out there, you know. Yeah, well, it's tougher. When I you're was trying to get into bars, and you're 18 years old, so yeah, I mean, there's people, 
I'm not going to call anyone out, but there's yeah. people who've managed to do that. And, you know, yeah. very uh, <laughs> brave souls, you know, yeah. but I just kind of had to find myself getting out into the regular world before that. And then yeah. in my way to, you know, cause I kind of, yeah, I wasn't too close to anywhere that was doing it at the time. I didn't know where to start. Yeah. You know? And then now, I started going to open mics and then people told me where everything was. You slowly discover things, you know. Yeah. Now, you're, with, with your parents, what is it that you think that didn't get them on board right away? Especially if they saw that you're making these moves, you're moving from, from Jersey to Philadelphia, you're, 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 you're skipping out on calls so that you can go and pursue stand-up comedy more seriously. What is it? Was what's your what's the? If your parents have like a like a like a more like uh, like a blue collar work ethic that they expected that of you, or because I talked to other comments and it seems like the vast majority their parents are on board day one kind of thing. Oh so, yeah, yeah. So I'm, um, I'm, I'm interested because my you know I I relate similar to what you're talking about right now, so I'm interested yeah. in learning a little bit from your end. I think I was just so focused on it, and I didn't. Um... It seemed like I would goof off maybe sometimes in school when I'd be joking mm-hmm. around. So I think they were, if <laughs> they were troubled by it, but I guess they just thought, no, that's not a real thing. You can't really do that. Um, it's tough to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's a really hard profession to do. And the fact that you beat out what hundreds of comics from not just Philadelphia, yeah. but around the Philadelphia area, there's something that, there's, yeah, that's yeah, definitely yeah. a feather to put in your cap. So I hope you are proud. Now, have you, have you ever experienced like, did you ever like experience an issue where your parents like were asked like what you did for a living and they would either like lie or they'd be like, were they, or they would always be like, he's a comic or what it, where, where did you catch them kind of like giving another line out of what your life was like? I think they started uh, to say I'm a stand-up comic, you know? Okay. Yeah. They, well, okay. they've definitely said that I'm out here doing that. The people yeah. that know that, you know, that I went yeah. to high school with. Yeah. Went to go see me when I was in Harrisburg, something the comedy okay. zone. Cool. So when you, so I'm trying to think. Like, here's this 22 year old kid, and he's moving to Philadelphia because he's he, he wants to take a serious stab at the stand up comedy world. What was your life like at that point? Because you're so young. I don't know what job you're working at the time. Philadelphia is not a cheap city to live in. What what was kind of like the motivation to kind of really take a stab at this versus like whatever living conditions you were dealing with or whatever tell give me a little bit about 22 year old joe murdoch and and um the realization that you know you're a 22 year old comic in a huge in the fifth biggest city in the country give me give me a little bit of that flavor well i had to start leaving i mean i was living with my dad for a little while and Mm -hmm. i moved out um or i would start going out late at night mm-hmm. and you start getting upset because I'd be out so late sometimes and um I wouldn't want to come back you know yeah um and just after a while it's like I gotta move I gotta move into <coughs> North Philadelphia okay and uh and that's where I lived for a few years in Germantown uh-huh that was rough <laughs> kind of <laughs> But, you know, I made it through, and um, yeah. that's kind of where I lived when I was kind of discovering everything and how it how it works. Mm-hmm. 
explain that to me. Explain that it was rough and I made it through. It sounds like it sounds like somebody that came back from a war talking about. Well, give me give me a little bit. That, that that's a well, life. Well, you know, it's not the best part of Philadelphia I've lived yeah. in. You know, it was but, the first place I lived in Philly, and it was pretty bad actually. Yeah bad in the but, way uh, it affected you directly or just things that you observed happening around well you i mean one person punched me in the face once Jeez. but uh yeah a couple things like that happened but uh it was it was um it was what people expect philly to be like if you're not from philly yeah uh, you know is, is that area at that time about Ten years ago, right? Thirteen yeah. years ago. Geez. Well, how long were you and, there um, for then? How long were you in that situation? Well, let's see, a couple of years, mm-hmm. right? Everything kind of blurs over time, <laughs> and because I moved to another place in North Philly, it's a little better though. Yeah. And, uh, same so, landlord. He just moved me to a different place. How, how were he you wasn't really a legitimate landlord. I could, <laughs> I tell me, tell me about the apartment that you are in. I, I, I now so you're giving me a little bit. Stairs of a furniture warehouse. Oh, it was um, a furniture warehouse. Oh my god! So I don't think anyone was using it, was, it. So it was not zoned for living. They just. Had... No, definitely not. Definitely not. Definitely so not. So the I, first thing that comes out to my mind is your, your living you're choosing to live in this situation in a dangerous part of Philadelphia versus staying back with your dad. What was yeah. going, what was going on with the, you said he was angry at you being out, but I, I give me a little more scale back a little bit, pull the curtain back a little more on that. What was it? Was it just a bad situation to be in that you'd rather get punched in the face by random North Philadelphia dudes than stay with your father? Give me a little bit more with that, please. Well, I needed freedom, and I hadn't really, uh, I hadn't lived on my own at that point, and I've kind of, I've lived on my own since then, but yeah, that was like the first place I had to myself. Okay. (laughs) And that was preferable. Whenever I could. And that was preferable to staying with your, was your, so even at 22 years, even at 22 years old, your dad was still dadding you. He wouldn't like, let you do whatever you want. Okay. Sorry, I'm trying to let my dog go. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, all right. So you're so you're in North Philadelphia now. How are you supporting yourself at this time? Because you're a 22 year old kid. So it's not like you. It's not like you can walk right into and be a manager of a bank at 22 years old. And then also you're doing comedy at right out the bat, which you're probably not getting paid for at all. So, what what kind of what was the how was the income? How what were you? What was your life like? Give me a little bit about just surviving um, this. Forget about the the circumstance you were in, but just surviving. Um, the... A lot of like restaurant rent, restaurant jobs, that sort of thing. Um, uh-huh. You know, nothing nothing too fancy, but okay. um, yeah, it was pretty tight though. I I didn't um, I didn't have much going going in. You know, that's yeah. for sure. But uh, yeah. Now, even doing comedy costs money. You know what I mean? Like even getting getting place to place and and you know, feeding yourself or you know whatever you had to do there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's 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 aspects of comedy that also cost money. What where how are you if you're if you're barely getting by just from the living standpoint? 
where was the extra money coming from to support these college things? Or were you hadn't were you not doing it probably as often because of the um, cost factor? Well, I mean, I was doing a lot of open mics. And, okay. You know, I mean, in Philly, you don't have to like pay to go to an open mic, and there was a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, music open mics. I went to a lot of those. There wasn't that many comedy open mics when I started, so there's a lot of music open mics. Yeah, and um, and I don't really drink, so it's not like I'm out there. Yeah, I drink a little now sometimes when I'm at places, but yeah, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a drop. But um, now you're starting to do comedy, you know, starting out. Has, was your act similar? I'm sure, I'm sure it's way better I mean, now. Yeah, was it similar than it is yeah. now. Okay. Yeah. Did people get yeah, you? I think so. Because you're because people get you now because you're good. Do people did people get your style comedy then when you were not as good? Or they're like, what are we watching? Um here? oh geez. It was hit or miss. I mean, I think um, you know, just had to build up my my stuff. I definitely mm-hmm. had I think um geez, I have to think there's a couple jokes. Not many that I still use from then, but a couple that are still sort of floating around. But um, yeah, it it was um, I was all over the place doing like different kinds of kinds of jokes. So I think people, I think people got it. I'm trying to think yeah. when I started doing really well. It's I, all kind I, of a blur now. I, I think I like first... did. I started getting good, and then I had this period where. I wasn't as, like, I would be coming up with stuff that wasn't as good and then kind of, you know, got better after that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, remember the first time, I, I remember the first time I saw you, it was at this bar in Delco. Gosh, I can't remember the name of it. It was run by Johnny True Love. He had, like, a showcase. Uh-huh. I remember seeing you. I remember, like, I, was, I remember, my, my, if I can remember correctly, like, candidly, the first time I saw you, I was like, this guy is hilarious but he was hilarious like and then like you just kept going and going i was like i don't know i think he's just trying to work out stuff now like your first five was real tight and then it was just like you were just keep going and and it was like you're just like throwing things at the audience and seeing what's stuck so i'm trying to think like what exactly what would you say has been the major difference to take you from day one comedy at 22 years old what would you say was the biggest change either how you wrote or how you it, or like something that you've done in that period of time that really made it click for you what would you say what that that would be um like in terms of you know like finding a style um well i mean i've found sort of a general well i've found my material and and how to how to feel it out. I'm, I have a better sense when I write something and whether it would at least be somewhat funny, whether it's mm-hmm. going to be really good or not. Mm-hmm. So I've gotten used to what that would be. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like maybe I probably had some weird punchlines back in the day that, that didn't really full, like they were confu- too confusing. Yeah. And now I can be like a little confusing or obtuse or weird but you don't want to be straight up confusing i don't want to be like an alt like i don't want people to think of me too much of like an alt comic yeah so i probably went through that phase 
I probably went through the phase where I was a little more, a little more edge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I probably went down every, and they just sort of found a center of all of those things, probably. And sort of, I'm all those things a little and none of them at the same time, kind of. Yeah. You know? Now, where did this, this, this style of these rapid fire one liners come from? Because you're, you're definitely the best at it in Philadelphia. You're, you know, I can't, you know, there, there's other concepts I can think of that, you know, are like more like, you know, like legends that have the same kind of, you know, like a Ronnie Dangerfield or something like that. But there's, there, there, you're more unique in the fact that your, your jokes there, you know, it's kind of like what you said in the bio, which is like, man, it's, it's really elaborate. You can, it can be, we can be talking about abortion one minute and then your penis another moment. You know, it's like, and it, you know, there has where other maybe more traditional comics, there has to be like a segue and a flow and like bookends and that kind of thing. You take us on like a, like a, like a chaotic car ride that all seems to make sense. It's all very comforting in the moment, but man, there wasn't really a theme to what Joe was saying, you know, the, you know, in the last hour or whatnot. Tell me, tell me where that style came from, this kind of shotgun effect of jokes that just, you know, hit all over the place kind of thing. Where did that derive from versus a traditional, like a, like a joke that uh, to tell stories or, or, you know, whatever? Yeah, um, well, I mean, I wasn't always watching as much stand-up as everyone else. Um, I mean, I don't know how much comics really... Uh, watch stand up if they all watch a lot of it or but uh, mm-hmm. I watched a lot of you know I was like those Naked Gun movies Airplane those kind of the Slicker Brothers mm-hmm. movies uh, Weird Al you know they just keep yeah. you know if you watch a like the Eat It video there's a joke every every place there could be one yeah you know one after the other after the other and it's just so it's perfect and it's yeah. like there could be just put a joke anywhere where it could fit and fit in as many as possible kind of seemed yeah. to be yeah. the what I thought you were supposed to do in comedy. And sometimes I would see certain things on TV mm-hmm. uh, and I would be like, there's, there's not enough jokes in this. There, there needs to be more jokes in friends or something, you know? Yeah. Um, this Not this... to bash friends, but... Uh, yeah, no, it's fine. I, I'm not a friend. Taking enough. <laughs> this 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 idea that this is what this is what you thought you're supposed to do this 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 now delivery is style that you have conquered do you now go now that you know that there's other options out there do you ever feel the need to explore a different style out there or will you always be known as or do you feel that now you're pigeonholed as this one-liner comic and if you were starting to tell a longer story or start to talk about your life or your views on you know gay marriage People will be like, this is not the Joe Murdoch I'm used to. I don't like it. I'm shutting down. Is that what would you say? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, I mean, there's been times when I'm up there doing it and I'm like, man, this is a lot to remember and a lot to do and I have to keep going. <laughs> yeah. And and it's like, I wish there was a, <laughs> but it's just sort of naturally what I do. So, I mean, mm-hmm. the best thing I can really do other than that it's not anything to do with what I do with writing it's more like I want to be in the moment and react to the energy with the audience and step outside of jokes when I can 
and riff with the audience a little bit, but sort of get get back to jokes. Yeah. So yeah, that that in the moment is something that is a perfect way to describe you. I mean, I can remember a few shows that you've done with me recently. And, you know, you're, you're just, you're just naturally funny. I mean, I mean, at the end where you're, you're, you're um, just like, um, what, what's the word? You're, you're, um, you're just, you're, you're talking out loud about all the motions I'm doing. I'm not even like, I'm not even picking up on it. It's like, is he going to come get the microphone? I'm still waiting here. I'm still late. And he's like, is he going to come get it? I'm gonna see. And it was just like, this stuff that's on the, this in the moment style, this in the field in the moment is something that I have no ability of doing. I, I freak out if I'm in the moment for me. If, there's, if, you know, a chair were to fall or a glass were to break, I, I almost ignore it happening. What, what is it that, what is it that you do? I mean, you're, I mean, I'm sure your brain works at different speed than mine does. And maybe you're very more astute and, and can make, and it can make the funny faster. But when you're in the moment and, and, and something happens, what, tell me just what, what happens in that brain of yours, if you can. Well, it has to just sort of be organic and if i feel something going then i have the option to go and step and do it unless mm-hmm. you know but i have a, a joke if it's not yeah obviously but um i was doing a show where somebody was moving a light and it was like i had to like oh do you want me to stand over here mm-hmm. you know it's just yeah. It's as I'm telling jokes and I'm in the moment, it's just sort of, I feel it's more easy to just sort of be yeah. humorous than, you know, when I'm just being a serious person. Yeah. Do, do you, serious, do you, normal person. When I'm being <laughs> weird, it's like you can't stop it. So I wouldn't say, no, the, this whole thing with weird is I wouldn't say, if I honestly thought <laughs> before, I would say, when I talk with Joe and I have discussions with him, it's not that it's weird. I would say it's, I always thought that you just don't think that I'm not smart enough to talk to you. And so you're it's almost like you're humoring me or like conversations that's very factual and like, Hey, what do you need from me? That kind of thing. Like that's more of the perception I get. It's like, you know, you and I are on the same intellectual wavelength that, you know, the conversation gets a little, you know, not rocky, but it's like very matter of fact, here's what we got to do. And then, you know, at the end we'll, we'll meet up or whatever. So no, I wouldn't say I mean, certainly at a show. I, I'm certainly like that because I'm yeah. like you know thinking of my set and I, you know yeah I know no. you're doing your thing too. So yeah, now the one the one assumption I would have of you that you I, you've never really talked like we never really had a conversation about and feel for you know this is something you don't want to talk about or cut later you can as I would say Joe definitely uses drugs at some point like that's I definitely get that perception like weed or or, or haven't I mentioned that. I feel well, like no, I, well, I mean, I don't always take what comics say on stage at face value either. Usually it's like, it's perception. so what, it, what, what would you I say? I hadn't thought stage? about that. That's the one thing I had. And I never thought that somebody would think I'm making that up. <laughs> well, just because you have long hair and, you know, and, and, yeah. but, and you know, and you're, you know, and you, and you shift. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't, yeah. doesn't make, I want, you know, but that would be an assumption I have. Is that something that's true? Yeah, I do. I smoke weed. Yeah, I smoke a lot of weed. Yeah. Does that help you with jokes? You hear you hear people talk about who who was the comic that talks about? Oh gosh, I can't remember who the comic was, but it's almost like that's part of their part of their. Oh, Chanel Ali talks about she she you know smoking weed is is, is 
almost like a, a bridge to a jump. Like she'll use it as like a way to walk across and find a punchline somewhere. Do you, you know that might that? be that might be true? And I think there was a time when I would say that because mm-hmm. it would be a great way to justify smoking weed. But I yeah. think I just like I just like it. You know, when when I would smoke weed before I go on stage, and people would mm-hmm. be like, "Why? Why would you? Why would you do that?" <laughs> I, I get nervous. And yeah. sometimes it's like, oh, am I just something I'm doing because I need it before I go on stage mm-hmm. to be, or is it just like I like doing comedy and I like doing hits of weed and I'm do- yeah. that's probably really it. I don't. It might help me. I'm not sure. I mean, yeah. you know. <laughs> do you, but do you ever do you ever catch yourself <laughs> smoking and then all like is that you know is that yeah. make me funny? I don't know. I've never been three feet tall. So. Yeah. <laughs> um. But do you ever catch yourself like smoking and then like writing or or thinking of jokes at that point? It's always more of a, a relax a relaxation kind of tool. I I don't know. I don't know. I think it's um nah no. I do a little hits here and there, and I don't know if it really if I'd really say I write more on it or no. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. It, it's um. Yeah, I don't know if I get like super creative from it, but okay. uh, maybe. Now, um, when you did Philly's Funniest, and now you're in, you're in the finals, and it's a ten minute set, and there's a lot of pressure. Did you did you get high before Philly's Funniest? That way, yeah, set? sure. Wow. Okay. Okay. So that now, when you do a show like with me, are you getting high before a winery? And well, upstate? yeah, 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 yeah. I, I just, I just, I was like, it's always, is it always before a show, or is it like in the, the more pressure that there is? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it's always okay. I, I, yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. like that whatsoever. It's, it's, it's actually quite fascinating because no one has any judgment unless um, one show I did like in the last year where it didn't do so well, and the guy who was booking it smell did smell weed and he thought i was like oh it's because you're high I'm like well no and tell you that that has had no effect on it in the past um all right oh actually i did actually you know what yeah i can kind of roll back this because i did a is a very small show hmm. and i hadn't had um i hadn't smoked in a couple days mm-hmm. and so i like hit my, I smoked weed for the first time in a couple days on the show and my tolerance was down and that was not a good idea because yeah. <laughs> so my tolerance like, down and yeah and it's like what you would think and what yeah. it's like I guess it's what everybody was afraid was going to happen yeah um and maybe they just maybe that would happen to them but I kind of I smoke little hits here and there almost yeah. like micro dosing almost yeah um do you always see like weed being a part of your life or do you like think of this being, yeah. okay. Like I said, I, I, it's like, I don't have any judgment with it. I just, it's just interesting. It's like when I think of comics and the tools in their toolbox, some people will say drugs. It's not a majority of the ones I've talked to. And I was, you know, it's always interesting to see, Hey, I'm not against it. If it's a, if it's a great tool that helps you get funnier, it's not, you know, if you were saying like, yeah, do heroin. You're like, well, you know, I want to see you live long, Joe, and, and see more myths come out kind of deal. So, <laughs> but I have no issue with other stuff. But, um, so when you're starting to do mics and you're and you're doing these one-liners, how long are your open mic sets? Like, I'm assuming you're coming with like two or three jokes. Are you off? 
are you on and off stage in 30 seconds because you went through your three jokes or were you able to come with five oh, no i had five i had five minutes of jokes back okay. then I, I i had enough i had enough written down that i wanted to try out um i mean i could go forever because i had no standard at the very yeah. beginning so you know i had the stuff that was gonna be funny ish that i was gonna keep for a little while until i found the real funny stuff and yeah yeah i feel like yeah i d always did a full set though yeah okay now now do you what would you say that would you say when you say like until i find the funnier stuff or do you just like write as many one line liners as you possibly can and you're going for like hey if i'm writing a hundred one liners in a month i can tell like 10 to 15 of these are going to be really good. The other 85 are going to be shit. But I'm just going to, is that, is that you got, you try to go for quantity or do you take one of your lines? For instance, let's take the, let's take the one, the, the joke that I love, the medium dick joke. Do you, do you, do you try it out multiple times and see how it works? Or is it like, are you just trying to crank as many as you can and each joke gets one time and then it goes into the yes or no pile and you hit the other one? What, or do you marinate these a little bit from from? Well, like, like, I'll try them a I'll try them a couple times and see even if they do well the first couple times that that's that that's going to be a long time sort of thing. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I write I write whatever I can think of and mm -hmm. and just look at it. I want to try them out and scoop up what feels like days later like it's a good idea. Yeah, and see if I can build off it, or you know, or if I have to when you kill say it build or off it. throw it back into the throw it back into the try again later thing. Okay, there's a couple things that I couldn't like, can't let go, or couldn't let go at, at least in open mic. Yeah. Um. When you when you say build out more, first joke that comes to mind that you do of that that I would say because you're doing one line. So the first thing would be like, oh, he doesn't really build on these jokes because they're just set up, punch, set up, punch. But the abortion joke, because you, there's one, True, yeah. and, then you, and then you hit them, you know, you hit them with the McDonald's pack, and then you're coming in with a delivery pack. So when you have a joke like that, do you, do you sit and you really focus on like, hey, let's see how many one lines I can do about abortion because this one abortion joke worked. Or... Were those three different jokes about abortion like over like just randomly drop in at different timelines in your in your career? More the latter on that one. I okay. think for some reason, uh, or they just sort of happened. They just sort of um, I don't know. I was like, oh wait, I kind of just came up with things in my head. I have to think yeah. that one because I think that there's a certain logic to those specific jokes. Mm -hmm. At least a couple of them, yeah. But um. Yeah, I don't know. That one just sort of, I just sort of had another idea. To, actually, yeah, that one, I think I just had different disparate parts that I kind of fit in together. Mm -hmm. um, okay. I like time. it. I, I like, well, and then, so tell me, now tell me about, tell me about where these, how like these jokes come to you. Because the medium joke, joke, the medium joke, uh, joke, medium dick joke sorry about that that's why i edit these the medium dick joke is a play on words which is really funny because the audience doesn't you know the audience thinks that you're, you're talking about one thing and then you throw another thing at them yeah but then the jesus 
Jesus thought the communion Jesus gave. He was alive though. He used to bring me to the church. Man, that was great, you know. I remember church. They gave me the host. They say this is the body of Christ. Eat it. Then they uh, give you the wine. They say this is the blood of Christ. Drink it. Then you put your hand in the bowl of grapes, and they're like, these are Jesus' eyes. brains. It's great. It's not a play on words, Joe. It's, it's this other different track. You're, you're taking, like, almost two different orbs, and you draw on this line to it that only Joe Murdoch can. You know what I mean? It's, it's incredible. Tell me how you are able to do that. And I don't think you have a recent joke that you're working on right now. You can give an example, or if you want to talk about the Jesus, the communion Jesus joke, but how do these, how do you get communion? And then that little thing that, you know, the little Halloween activity that kids do, how did that come into your head and then tie that into a, a into a line that connects it to that makes absolute perfect sense to the audience? The things that suck, the thing that sucks about a lot of these jokes is like, they kind of form and I know how they're forming once I form them, but once they're there, I don't know what the hell happened. Like, oh, <laughs> I can't, I can't gather up the forensic evidence. So yeah, I'm not sure. I guess I just had a moment of where I was smart for a couple seconds. And it happened. <laughs> and again, I try to have, I try to write it down if I can. Yeah. Or I go back to being a moron, you know, but uh <laughs> What is that? What does that uh, E do? I guess it's just that whole thing about, you know, it just seemed like a haunted house, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Like, my brain. Yeah. I see something, you know, sometimes I make a joke and I don't know, it's just something innate. Your brain kind of runs right towards something when, when, when like inspiration comes. Yeah. And even you don't know how you thought of something, you know? Yeah. I, I, I get, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I'm just trying to think like, Right now, when you're working on new jokes, how does that work for you? Does it, is it automatically where it's like communion, bowl of bowl of spaghetti? Like it just comes at the same time? Or are you just like, man, this I, I went to this fucking party and there was like, you know, this kid in the grace in the eyes. Like that seemed just totally weird. And then you're sitting there just like thinking about it, thinking about it. And you're, you know, is it something like that? Or do they just kind of like pop into your head? at the same like just like like a miracle just happened in, in joe murdoch's head and, and just or, or a little you... bit of both sometimes you either think of something um mm -hmm. in the moment all of a sudden out of nowhere or mm -hmm. i'm deliberating on something and i'm thinking and i'm thinking and um and then suddenly all of a sudden you know i think of it inadvertently still yeah um but it can be a little tough to try to to force it. Although sometimes if I force myself to write some stuff, then suddenly I start to get in that mood and write other yeah. things. Do you, do you have a recent example of something right now that just started working that you can kind of give me the genesis of? Like a new joke where ah, it just started, it just started to like, okay, it's no longer mush. Now it's starting to have some some form and some definition to it. Um, just as a recent thing, so I can kind of get into your head about how this whole thing spawned. It doesn't have to be that good. I mean, I, I know we're on a web series and you know that kind of thing, but it's like I, I just want to see like how I you're remember. able to kind of make, you know, from from clay start to make a vase kind of thing. How that works? Yeah, let me see. Oh, geez, what was? Because I just did a set, or I tried out new new jokes about. You know, I did do some jokes. I tried to write some jokes about Batman. 
Yeah. He's trying to be like, well, he's a rich billionaire and something about making, making, it took him 10 years. Are they going around, uh, 10 years to make Batman? And like, were they going around shooting billionaires or something like that? You know, he's trying to yeah. find the aspects of that that sound like they might be good joke premises. Yeah. Um, I guess, I, yeah, I was thinking a lot about Batman. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't even remember, but I know I have those new jokes that I'm working on, but now I'm not. Well, let's talk about the abortion yeah. jokes because this is because okay. that let's talk about those oh. ones because this one fascinates me in the fact that this is the edgy kind of humor that you talked about was you know there was a point in time where you were edgy. I, I like I like tell me it's very hard to tell an abortion joke. You're one of the few that can just really nail it. Tell me did that joke work the first time or as soon as you're talking joking about I, I literally. I literally saw a comic and that comic was made. And I was talking about abortion. And on the back goes, abortion's not a joke. <laughs> in the back. So I was like, tell me, I'm very interested to see how this joke, kind of, if you can remember Genesis and how you, and how it went kind of the first few times and how you kind of got it to where it's like, bam, you're hitting it with the McDonald's tag and bam, you're hitting it with the, um, with the uh, delivery joke. Tell me how, like, if you can remember how that kind of. All right. Have a, get it. Okay. Shit had to shoot the right she wanted to get an abortion but she was republican yeah. so she shot it instead yeah. right yeah um yeah i guess that's kind of my politics or something thinking that that's a hypocritical thing that's the most political joke i've done i guess yeah i love it um, i love that joke did you did you want to write a joke about abortion or did, did something in your head just click with like hey i got this really funny joke about you know the grossest thing you can do with uh with, with my comments have a baby with it. is that was that it and then or were you like, I really want to write a joke about abortion? Oh, geez, that's a good question. I, I don't know where it where I kind of got in, but like you start to think of a thing, and either yeah. you change it to it's about that, or or it or it's hmm. or it's like that in the. Just just a kind of a twist when I was going through different subjects, and I think yeah. I found that one to be a subject that I was working on. Yeah, and um. You know, just a pun like die during the delivery. That's a, that's just a very punny pun yeah. that I was. <laughs> Do you get a couple jokes about jokes like that? About, yeah, a wordplay about. When you get, do you get, do you get feed, do you get feedback at all from that joke that's negative, or have you crafted that joke to the point oh. where you can talk? Oh, you do. I mean, uh, no one comes up to me after. Well, that's that's my feedback is no one <laughs> but uh yeah i mean it gets it gets gotten a you know most crowds are okay but if they're kind of i i generally try to not get to that joke yeah if i i think i I do other jokes if i feel like the crowd has a sensitivity to, to that sort of thing but i'm like huh. okay i don't think i want to do that one but, but if i'm or if i'm doing so terrible <laughs> um if they all hate me then i can do it but uh if i'm doing really well with other dark stuff just you know jokes jokes that are just about death yeah it's a good sort of way to lead in and know if the audience is ready for something like that and ready yeah. for the more extreme stuff if i can't come out like that i try yeah. to oh, i've I had think that joke is just so good and it's so well written do you, you, do you know what 
<laughs> do you know how many how many iterations of that joke did you have to get through? Like, did, always the way I see it now in your in your Philly's funniest clip, or did the first time you tell it was like, bam, this this hit like a lead balloon, like, and now you gotta like think of something else, or did you know right away that whatever line you wrote for it was gonna be funny, or did you really not know going um, in? I think I knew, I think I've got, I got laughs off a lot of those jokes early on and I knew that they would work in a crowd that was ready for, you know, for that level of, of, of dark comedy. Yeah. So, um, yeah. How did I learn to like do a joke like that? Cause it is, it's true. It's like, yeah. well, I definitely want it to be more silly and less like mm-hmm. real life. It's not like a star. Oh, you know, it's <laughs> cartoony in that way. It's, yeah. um, and, and I can exit, I can exit the premise whenever I need to, so that, yeah. so that I can go on to something more relaxed, but yeah. Did I answer that question? Well, let me let me let me throw this at you then. But maybe I think you did, and let me see. Are there other jokes that you do that I'm just blanking on right now that could be considered "quote unquote" sensitive or "quote unquote" controversial? And your idea of getting it by, like getting it past, is to make it cartoony. Do you have other jokes like that? Like if you take a less serious, if you make it almost like totally nutty. Like, does it have you do that with other jokes as well? Is that kind of the formula? I don't know if you have another joke uh, that is sensitive that you could tell me right now. And like the punchline is totally bizarre, and that's how you get away with it. I have some jokes about death. I would consider death to be sensitive because it's hard to make death funny, you know, especially in different crowds. Do you try to make a more cartoony going back to your childhood of Three Stooges, Looney Tooney, where like it's always yeah. bizarre, it's always not real life? Is that where you go with these kind of jokes about death and other things? Yeah, I think so. I think I think pretty much it's all silly and all mm-hmm. made up and and nonsense. And I think by that point, people know that mm-hmm. if I just do like silly, nicer, silly things. Yeah, and people know that I, as long as I don't go in hard too early on, then people think that that might be the whole set, and then there, there's oh. more and people tighten up a little more. Yeah, um, than if they know you you get around the the whole like run the whole gambit of all the different kinds of jokes but um yeah um but yeah it's just yeah i mean if you're people i mean everyone's gonna die everybody's experienced yeah. you know people dying so it's not hmm. too much of a it's sensitive but it's relatable sensitive and yeah like a it's a thing that we've learned to accept more than other things in life, weirdly enough. Yeah. Um, and so it's a joking about it is a good, like, it's just, it's a good way to get a, a check on how much the audience is willing to take um, and get them kind of emotionally ready for, you know, an abortion joke. Yeah. And I kind of don't like talking about things that are right there in the news okay. because then it's like, how many, how many days do I have on that mm-hmm. before it disappears? Um, well, let me throw maybe this Maybe if at I you. post that shit up online. Maybe, but, but, let me throw but, this at you because you are someone who has very, very good abortion jokes. The, the things that with Texas right now where it's like, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like hey, it's like, 
this is this 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 state has now kind of pioneered a way to get around the law where it's like illegal. Have you thought of a way, or can you? Is there any like what would you do? You want to take approach to adding a tag based on that? Would your I kind of did. What? Tell me about it. Um. Well, I don't know. I would do those abortion jokes, and then I'd mm-hmm. be like, yeah, I don't know if I could do those jokes any. Uh, uh, you know, like I don't know. You know might not be able to do that joke because people will be like, what's abortion, you know? <laughs> we'll get the reference, you know? <laughs> I, I, I like it. I get it. Now, that's, I, I wouldn't say that punch, I, the punchline's funny, but I wouldn't say it's silly. I wouldn't say that's like as silly <laughs> as going silly, to McDonald's. Yeah. Um, Betting, yeah. <laughs> I, but I, it's I a, you know, it's a, you know. But again, it's a joke about, you know, how jokes work. So it's kind of just yeah. like try during the delivery. It's the same sort of, you know. Yeah. Um, when you when you tell when you're telling these jokes and you so you have like these silly jokes, like the communion joke and the and, and the and the, you know, the communion, the Jesus communion joke. Um, and then you try to get into more serious material. Do is it always something where you're trying to get a message across or it's like hey i want to throw out i want to throw a joke about abortion you know and i'm gonna see if i can get away with it. it's more like can i get away with this versus like i want the audience to know that abortion is like i'm that i'm pro-choice and this is and this is a ridiculous kind of thing i'm gonna, <laughs> illustrate, I'm gonna illustrate that with this silly little joke what's what is it well i probably would rather just be funny and not really try to have a point across but if I'm thinking about something mm-hmm. and I have an opinion about something and it forms mm-hmm. into a joke that's how an that's how a, a opinion ends up in my set not okay. not like not like oh cuz I have opinions I have so many opinions about things in the, the world today that are not funny at all not, yeah. not kind kind of depressing to have opinions nowadays but uh, <laughs> Do you think that people don't want to hear your opinion or do you think it's just like, um, I don't know how to make my opinion funny? I, I guess it's kind of the, a little more the latter. I don't know if I can, it's just sort of not what I, I don't not know. I guess when I'm, when I'm, when I'm thinking of, you know, the world issues, I'm not always, I guess I'm not always turning mm-hmm. that into it. I wish I had, there's definitely a, a period and that was the, the time when I said I wasn't as funny as I went and got mm-hmm. less, you know, because I felt like I ha- it had to be motivated mm-hmm. by my opinion. But I think that that that, that was ill, that that was a misguided uh, kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I do, you know, I've talked about, you know, the cops or something and stuff like that. But yeah. it's just sort of like, well, you know, you know that the cops are, you know, police brutality exists. So here's a yeah. joke about it. Not, yeah. <laughs> you know? okay. So I guess the nature of me, you know, like when I say like I have a joke about like uh, RoboCop, that was a great film. Every uh, cops loved it too. They were the first people to see it. They they were first in line. They had the, they wanted to beat the crowds, you know. <laughs> and, <laughs> You know, I like it's just it. It's a pun on the on the word. You know, it's not really. Yeah. I mean, it is my, yeah. my opinion, but it's, yeah. you know, it's, 
it's very clever. It, it happened it's, to become a joke, you know. Yeah. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been like, oh, I gotta say something about yeah. what cops are doing right now and turn it into the stupidest joke possible. <laughs> 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 nah, that's not what I'm going for. I like but it. if a good opinion can be in there from time to time, yeah. some some message, it's a bonus. It's definitely yeah. I don't mind it. Um yeah. But I'm not ra- I'm not like railing against anything really. You know? Okay. Okay. Now y- here you are. Your your affiliate. Your your you're now the, the the reigning champion of Philly's funniest. Where where do you go next now? You you've you you you've mastered these very. You've mastered these very. I mean, and I you know obviously you're going to keep doing it because there's an infinity amount of things that you can make that you can poke fun of that's not very obvious to us. But are there new challenges now that you want to take on now that there's a little leeway now with being Philly, you know, you know, there's, you're getting longer sets now, you're getting more prestigious sets. Like, are you looking to take on more challenges or stay the status quo, stay the course that you know is successful already? Or are you looking to kind of, hey, what can I do to kind of see how I can grow a little bit here and there? Well, I have been just trying to get on as much shows as I can, um, but, uh, you know, getting out to New York, um, talking about um, starting to create, maybe create some some, some content with uh, Dan Vetrano at some point. Okay. I don't know exactly what we're going to do. Um, maybe I might put, shows together i'm still trying to figure out what it is that i that i should that i should be doing other than just stand up um i'm in search of that currently um um so i'm still sort of wondering but as of right now i'm kind of i'm just i'm staying the course of telling jokes and and getting out there and um probably post a little more online than i used to yeah you know um i i um i did want to maybe practice improv a little more because i used to do that for a little period of time yeah that's a good that's good training i don't know if i'd be a serious improv improviser yeah but um yeah sometimes i think about it though it's a pretty it's a fun it's a it's a good craft to do Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm not really, um, an actor, but a little bit, you know, when you start, when you do improv, it's yeah, pretty natural acting. So has the improv helped those be in the moment kind of time? Sure. Like, that- <laughs> sure. I did that for about a, a couple of years. I did that on a weekly basis. I had a improv, um, improv group that I practiced with and we had a coach mm-hmm. and uh Dan Vitrano was part of that. Okay. Um and um so yeah that might be something to do. Um it, it does help. It does help because you just have to say something. And if you're and you have to say something mm-hmm. and you kind of keep keep it moving that's that's always a good thing. That's yeah. always like, that's a good skill to train your brain to just keep going and then not overthink decisions, but be, you know, have them be more organic, natural. Yeah. You know? Now, now with 
now you've, you've mentioned a, a couple times that like, Hey, you know, like, Hey, I'm weird, this and that. Um, do you think that Philly is funniest has now allowed you to kind of like fit within the comedy scene? Or do you still see yourself as an outsider having to prove yourself every single time you take the mic? Um, well, I mean, it has changed like in terms of, uh, uh, be it in the scene. Um, it does. That's a whole different thing as far as getting, I mean, when I get on stage and, and no one uh, knows who I am, I don't, I don't feel too much pressure from being, is that, wait, was that the question? um, I guess the question was like, it, it, I, I, it always seems like you feel like you're kind of like the outsider. Oh, right. right, 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 Like, did, do you Uh, still feel like that? Or is it's really, I still do a little bit. Yeah. Because it's a very, uh, it's a very clicky, uh, it can mm-hmm. be sometimes a lot of people with very tight groups. And I had a couple people like that for very, for a certain period of time. And some of those people have either uh, left, mm-hmm. some of them quit doing comedy, and that's mm-hmm. unfortunate. Um, but, uh, you know, and so I see a lot of these places that have different, have different people there. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, and even some of the people that I got along with, I've always kind of worked on my other than being in an improv group i've mm-hmm. always kind of worked on my own had my own kind of thing i wasn't always socializing i'm learning to go to you know helium and try to socialize a little bit mm-hmm. but um yeah i definitely am a little more solitary still and then when mm-hmm. i go out and that's why it's kind of good to go out to places like you know Shroudsburg or yeah. Hershey or yeah or wherever and then I'm in a city where people aren't even from Philly so I'm like I feel mm-hmm. and I look at other comics but they're from other places and I don't yeah. know them they don't we're all equally outsiders and that yeah. kind of um it doesn't hurt you know to feel because like I kind of already feel like I'm out there on my own even when I'm out in my own city sometimes yeah but uh yeah. Do you yeah, I so guess, are, go ahead. Go ahead. It is kind of a solitary kind of on my own thing. So I guess it's kind of a weird yeah life to live. Do you, well in a good way though. Yeah. I like it. So, okay. So you appreciate the solitary. You appreciate so um I guess why is it? What about that that you like? Have you always been that way? Or is this something where like now that you're getting older or whatever, you're feeling like, and just I just don't relate as well with these people. Or have you always kind of had like this more like, um, 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 like uh, what's like an introvert kind of attitude? Yeah, um, well, yeah, I think so. I think so. That's just how I am. I'm just a little, a little shy, a little bit, and um, mm-hmm. and um, certainly when I was like trying to get into things like helium and stuff and. Mm-hmm like that punchline like people you know how like people want to be on the in crowd and they're not always wanting to welcome people in other comics like to kind of have their their kind of thing so i used to used to feel a little more personal now it doesn't i feel like oh it's always been this way like closed off is Um, when you say you're going to helium to like learn how to socialize 
is that is that just because there's payoff in the business side where you're going to get more gigs that way? Or is it more like, I don't always want to be alone all the time. And I want to like make it, like, is there, is there, a, is it both or one or the other? Or? Um, it's good to kind of be in the scene and be there, be present and mm-hmm. be part of things as much as I can hang out. It's always, uh, there's a couple of people I'll always talk to when I'm there. Okay. Um, if you could change one thing about yourself, would you change anything? Uh, sure. <laughs> I'm just trying yeah. um, to be forgetful, maybe. Maybe a little more organized. Okay. I don't know if I appear very disorganized on stage. <laughs> um, does does but, a disorganization come into comedy? Like, are your jokes all in one place? You, do, you, do you write your jokes out or are they in notebooks? Yeah. Or how, how are your jokes, quote unquote, stored? um mostly on my phone mostly on uh you know okay files that i that i save and back up um i'm pretty organized but then at the same time i just look at everything kind of have it in my head and it kind of sometimes goes sometimes i just do it out of order a little bit yeah okay as i feel which is okay um yeah so the majority you know of your... what he already did I was gonna say the majority of your jokes are on your phone. If your phone falls in the Schuylkill River, are you fucked, or is there Not really okay? Um, well, I back them up, and I mean, I probably by now I've been practiced. I probably can just do fifteen, at least fifteen, twenty. Um, any given day, even if I'm not really like looked over my stuff. Yeah. Um, you. Do you work your jokes out in a notebook or do you work your jokes out on stage? What's more um, hmm. on your phone? I'm sorry. On your more phone. In the, I guess more in the, more in the notebook and then they just sort of, but you know, sometimes I'll come up with how to tell it on stage, you know? Yeah. Okay. The moment. So is it a fair assessment that you'll see something that's like, this is interesting and you put it in your phone. And then when you go to an open mic, you might pull your phone out and you see it. And then almost like the pressure forces you to come and connect to that other thing. Like, hey, maybe your phone says like communion. And then on stage, just the pressure of being eyeballs on you comes up with uh, and this is his eyes. Like, is that is that how it works? Or are you are you working that out on your phone? I probably work it out a little on my phone, but then once I get there i'm like i gotta make a choice of how to state it and Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean i'll either like oh i think i know how to say this or i just won't say it and i'll have like a list of different things that i want to say okay you know are you are you working so it'd be i'm not sure if i already said honestly i just look at like a list of like when i'm trying out new stuff i just have like a list of stuff that i've written and i kind of like look over the list a bunch of time and key in on it and kind of save a couple ideas in my brain and and try to pump them into the the set yeah so when you remember so when you work in something out on stage that you you haven't really tried before you know does it still fall in the setup punch setup punch or will you start kind of like going down a rabbit hole with a joke to see what hits or not or will you keep to that Hey, I got this joke set up. Punch it didn't work. I'm just gonna move on to the next one. Or will you kind of hang on? Oh, I'll go down a rabbit hole. Oh, okay. 
and, and see okay. what comes out of me in the moment, especially okay. if it's at an open mic and I just have a couple ideas I want to work out. Okay. Um, because there's no set way to do it yet. I'll mm-hmm. kind of, I'll, I'll be able to, to riff it a little more and, and find it in the moment. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the, I never write down the exact wording. I just sort of figure it out between, <laughs> you know, and then I guess when I say it on stage, I say it more economical or I, um, yeah. Or I cut it out of necessity when I'm up there. It's like I want to do that, but I can't because it's not formed. So, are you are you naturally not wordy, or are you really wordy and you work on keeping your setups really tight? Um, I I feel like um, if I can't, I think I'll have like an idea, and if it's mm-hmm. too wordy, I'll be I just won't tell it. I just won't. Um, if it can't be sustained if I can't boil it down to to a very quick joke if it's too long of a setup then it just it stays in the book okay know? okay now did your parents come and watch you on Philly's when Philly's funniest no no um did you yeah, have my know? dad's in Jersey he should he's pretty close he probably should should come down but um do they come to your show? No, I don't even know if I told them I was on the. I don't know if I told them I was doing Philly's Funniest, actually. What? Why not? Because uh, what if I didn't win? <laughs> I mean, you're in the final 10. I mean, even if you did it, it's still quite the accomplishment. I might have posted something about it. I can't even remember. But uh, <laughs> I feel like I didn't tell. Yeah, I mean, not to like flex it, but like I was, you know, other, a lot of people were like, hey, who wants who wants my comps yeah. and I'm, I like gave one comp to Greg Goldstein <laughs> <laughs> but but don't you think your parents would have been proud of you for making it at least that far to the finals yeah yeah um I were don't you, know why I guess I were you I afraid know. they would say no was that was that you protecting yourself in case you're like yeah we're not interested you know I just didn't think of it it's just something that I was doing and I didn't want to make a big deal out of it you know I guess it was just um I might have told them that I was in the finals or something I can't mm-hmm. even remember it all um, kind of happened so quick but I definitely come- didn't I didn't post about it like a lot of people would um it would be like oh you know I'm on this night and come see mm-hmm. me enough I'm saying people shouldn't do that yeah but um I don't know I just didn't want to be like yep go home after I got disqualified and be like yeah there's my <laughs> there's my hey come watch me lose like that's what it would have you have very negative perception of how things are going to go for you <laughs> <laughs> did, did you did you not think you were going to win Philly's Funniest when you were there when you after you did your set and you're walking off that little no, I mean, honestly, I did think I was going to I was pretty confident, but I yeah. didn't want to say anything or make a big yeah. deal out of it okay. until it was until it was a thing. Yeah. Um, until it was something I had already uh, done. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's just sort of I don't know why that is. I wasn't I not that I felt like I was jinxing it, although kind of. Mm hmm. I just um, I didn't want to make a big deal out of it. Um, do your parents come to your shows? Mm, 
My my dad came to my hour a couple of years ago, but okay. What what what? But a, um, they're not that, they're not in the city very often, so. How's that? How's that vibe? <laughs> Do you wish they would come to more shows, or um, I'm not too concerned about it. They're welcome uh, to come to it. Um, my mom lives kind of far away, so if she ever visits, maybe she can see me. But um. Oh, your mom doesn't come visit you? Um, she ha- she lives like four hours away right now, so she What's hasn't awesome? visited me in a while, and she hasn't seen me do stand up. I went and visited her. I don't want to do that. I mean, not that I don't <laughs> want to do that again, but I think it's her turn. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> interesting. So your parents are your parents are split up. It sounds like, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and so you live? Did you live primarily with your father then? After this I lived with my mom for a long time. Okay. And um. So and then moved with my dad because he's a little closer to Philly. So. So. So you live with your mom for the majority of your growing up phase. Um, wh- why haven't? What what's what's going on there? Where it's like you, I I would think like you guys be super close. Why is it that she hasn't ever seen you do stand up, or come visit you? at least once a year <laughs> <laughs> um a lot of driving i guess um and i i don't make big pressure out of it um um let's see i have a brother that has a kid and she doesn't mm-hmm. he's a little farther away he's like on the west coast mm-hmm. and she doesn't go out i don't know i feel like i'm just shitting on my parents now but uh no, no but, it's it's, it's an interesting. It's an interesting quality because, from, from my standpoint, Joe, I it it sounds to me like it sounds to me that like you're you don't want to put pressure on them to come see you, but that's such that's such a terrible thing to hear. I mean, it's like they're your parents. What what like you? Sh- uh, it's you know, it's not like you're. It'd be one thing if every time you saw them, you're asking for you know money. But it's like, hey, you know, you're their kid. What does it? I'm not gonna say like, how does it make you feel? But like, do you does it does does the lack of parents in your life make you feel shitty, or do you no. like the freedom of um, them no, not I just being in your them. life? I, I I talk to them. Um, uh, I, again, I have nothing to compare it to, so I mm-hmm. kind of just it, it feels okay. I don't think mm-hmm. it, I don't take it personally. Um, yeah, they should want to come see me, but uh, I guess maybe they feel I don't necessarily um, worry about it too much. I mean, have your parents seen you do stand up? Yeah. Oh, they're not okay. they're not that supportive but they they'll come now they're they're very covid cautious they're they're extreme they, they haven't left the house at all um so i would you know with covid aside they they do they do come like when, I, when i'm in hershey they, they would normally come to the hershey shows um what would if would you, would you like them to come see you do comedy sure if they want to <laughs> 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 sure they want to well joe i mean you're, you know you're um i would i would you know it's it's an interesting it's an interesting perspective right now i'm getting from you because 
it's like you don't want to inconvenience your parents. There. I mean, maybe if it's a really light room, I could use someone to come in and take it. They can fill up the front. So your your mom's never seen you do stand up. Your dad's seen you do it what one time? Yeah, I think they've seen videos I put up, but yeah. What 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 have they said about it? Of your of your act? Um, I don't know if they really. I mean, I think. Um, I don't know if they've really said anything too much about it. They're happy for me that I'm doing well. Mm-hmm. Um. I think uh, probably my dad probably is more his sense of humor than than my mom. Yeah, my mom, I don't know. I don't know if I would ask her because um, kind of a point blank question like, do you think it's funny? Because like, <laughs> she didn't think a lot of, you know, she like watched like four seconds of Austin Powers and dismissed it when I was a kid. So <laughs> like, yeah, I don't. No, if I care what you say in a way, yeah. I mean, no yeah. offense, but like, yeah, um, I mean, you know, if you don't find Austin Powers funny, geez, I don't know. I don't know that's true. That's a good point. Worry about your opinion. <laughs> um, but I don't know. We we did share something. So we, we like the Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. My mom like we used to watch Mystery Science Theater 3000. That's oh, like yeah. the coolest. Um. That's such your wheelhouse, dude. I can see you being. I can see you doing something that that would. That's your wheelhouse, dude. Like a mystery science movies and one-liners, dude. That'd be your. That's your fucking content right there, dude. Yeah, that'd be the show I could probably write if I said somebody wanted me to come in and get involved in a TV show. That would be a great show to write. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. But um. I don't know. I make my mom laugh over the phone when we're yeah. talking. So, you know, maybe she'd find, I don't know. Like, I guess the reason why, maybe I'm an alien thinking this, but it's like, they're my parents. I couldn't really trust their perception one way or the other to see it like unbiased. So, what? Um, so what the idea t- of coming and see, seeing me, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a different thing from a parent. Like, they're not like, oh, this guy, I got to check him out. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, I just don't know. Would you say that your parents support you? Yeah. Okay. You They know that I really want it and, and that I really care about it. And, yeah, probably my dad definitely thinks I'm funny. And my mom probably thinks I'm funny. <laughs> What but, so when, um, you, when you told me earlier that growing up was a very like solitary existence for you, and even though you kind of liked it, was it almost like for solitary because it seems like there was such an estrangement with your mom and your dad? Like it wasn't like you guys didn't really relate to each other. Um, no, we, we it's not that we didn't relate to each other, but you know, other parents, you know, um, we related enough. Like I said, I mean, um. I think, yeah, like we watched The Simpsons together. My mom, you know, a couple things, you know. So we shared a couple things. I watched Beavis and Butthead with my dad. So you guys share. You guys share television and movies together. That's the relationship. Okay. As far as like, I mean, I'm trying to find like a sense of humor sort of thing. I mean, well, Mm -hmm. I think we probably do share it. My mom can be kind of uh, sarcastic. Mm-hmm. My mom can say a lot of stuff with a straight face that isn't that 
isn't true, and maybe yeah. that's where I get that. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a possibility. And my dad's a very can be sometimes a very cynical guy, and he always, as a kid, made me laugh at like he said he used to say yeah, you would laugh at anything that was about uh, poop or pee <laughs> as a kid and yeah he would basically just tell me stories of, that involved you know like a guy on a a log and he reaches yeah. over and there's a big piece of corn or something like that. you know he would tell me the poop these poop stories or something <laughs> poop, poop jokes because it would make me laugh so yeah, yeah. Can, can you, can you, how old were you when your parents split up? Too young. I don't remember them being together. I was, uh, okay. like I, I, was, I was wondering if there was like a, a nurturing part after that, or it was like, yep, yeah, we're, we're, we're split and you're kind of like, got to deal with it. I didn't know what kind of like the relationship was like. Uh, they no, they kind of hated each other their, their whole life until I got older and they kind of made peace with what's the difference with both adults now. Okay. So, um, is there any aspect that you would want to change with the current relationship with your parents where you like it the way it is with this kind of like we share movies together and we call each other and make each other laugh and that's about it? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's okay. Okay. Um, I never really put pressure on, you know, my parents coming and seeing me do stand up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, I mean, you've talked to a lot of comics and probably mm-hmm. asked them that question. Do most comics? Say that their parents have seen them do it yeah 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 well, they're still alive yeah yeah i would say i would say it's like my observation of this is it's like you don't want to inconvenience your parents but you're telling me like stand-up means so much to you like if i were to take stand-up away from you you'd be like well what's the fucking point of this you know like like it means so much to you once your parents realize this and be like and it means so much to joe shouldn't we at least attempt to come see him once in a while but that, does that make sense <laughs> yeah i know i know i know i know um no she she said something about coming and seeing me and seeing me do stand-up mm-hmm. i think it's just sort of um just sort of how life goes and um you know my mom's far away and, and, and mm-hmm. she probably coming to me well, I don't know. Yeah, it's, I guess it is kind of a normal thing to have your parents come see you do something if you do something mm-hmm. live. But um, yeah, I mean, I just think of all the random, you know, people that I'm doing it in front of. So I yeah. kind of, yeah, uh, I mean, do you... it's true. It's like a lot of people like that's what they would do in Philly's funniest is they want to mm-hmm. get all their family to come out yeah. and all their high school friends and did you did you see that did you see the other contenders? Least, that, I was gonna say did you see the other contenders of Philly's funniest and their families are there and their friends are there and then you look out into your crowd and it's just Greg Goldstein like did it did that did that did that suck or like did it get to you or no that's how that's how you would want it you would no, just want Greg uh yeah I I mean I don't even know if yeah I I hadn't thought about that. I I really hadn't. Um, I knew a lot of people do that. I I felt mm-hmm. like I was the most worried about how I would just do in front of people. Um, 
even if I could get all, I mean, there's people that, you know, have lived in Philadelphia their whole life and have mm-hmm. generations of families. So if I really, really went hard to get people to go to it, I could probably get, probably could have got my dad to come to it. I probably maybe could have gotten a couple cousins, maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I probably could have gotten. All I could say is maybe my dad, if I really was like, I really need you there. You yeah, know? yeah. But everyone else is out somewhere in New Jersey, so I wouldn't. I don't know if I would have been able to really do it. So with Greg, he sat up front. So um, when I was doing a set, I don't know for some reason something in my head was like, did I do that joke before? Yeah. Did I tell that joke earlier? So I just looked over at Greg. Because yeah. I felt like if I did, he would give me some, he would give me a look or yeah. you know, he'd look panicked or something. He would <laughs> communicate to me that you dude, you told that joke. Yeah. And when he didn't give me anything, literally I'm just saying Greg not giving yeah. me any signal was helpful, but it was. It was helpful to know because I knew he was my friend and and if I was doing something wrong, then yeah. he would have cued me somehow or been been um I felt bad because he's my friend and wanted me to win and would be concerned. But, um, but yeah, he was the one, one guy I kind of like yeah. asked to come to the show. Do you, do you, do you always feel that you're going to disappoint somebody and that's why you put up that wall of like, I'm not going to ask. No, you to come I wouldn't me. say. Okay. Um, no, no, but it, it it does, yeah. I mean, you do kind of flash upon the ability uh, on the possibility of getting my my all my cousins mm-hmm. and my all my friends from way back when and mm-hmm. they have everybody to come out and watch me lose. I would just try to, <laughs> I would just not that I'm afraid of it, but I'm like. Yeah. I should just do this and see how it goes. And if it goes well, then they'll know about it. If it doesn't, yeah. they won't. <laughs> I, I don't know. I was pretty confident in winning, but like prepared, preparing myself for the emotional yeah. sort of slam if something went wrong. Yeah. Um, um, are Who are you closer with? Your parents or Greg Goldstein? <laughs> Uh, physically, I think, no. Greg, but, uh, no, not physically, emotionally. Uh, well, geez, probably my parents, I know okay. for a while. I mean, it just, it, it's not lost on me that you, you, you asked one person to come see if Billy's funniest and it's Greg. So, I mean, nothing against Greg, but it's awesome again to support you. It's just like, is this, is, is Greg, you know, the support system that you never had kind of thing is Greg, is Greg filling in the void of of the person, the, the person, the people who never supported you, and Greg, Greg is kind of filling that void for you. I mean, I think well, am I the only person who never felt that like someone coming out to see me was the was the equivalent of support that it, they couldn't support oh. me, yeah, in in spirit. But um, I mean, Greg's like right in the city, so it's not too yeah. hard for him to make it there either. So. <laughs> You know, fair enough. Um, when you won Philly's funniest, what opportunities and doors opened because of that? Because I think what I liked about you winning was you were like a regular guy, like I was. You weren't 
you, you know, you and I have been doing comedy like around the same time. Yeah. I would see you at Mike's. It made you more real to me. I saw you doing Mike's at the shitty at the shitty times and shitty places, just like everybody else. You went through your grit and your and your effort. You really earned yeah. it. So have you seen opportunities arise from winning Philly's Funniest? Yeah. Yes, I have. Um, the funny thing is it's kind of, I'll never quite know. Cause like, I'm kind of, I'm more, um, oh, let's see, bold, more, uh, more like kind of, um, I feel more confident in, in, in approaching somebody for a show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how much of that. So when I get, when I get shows, I don't know how much of that was my uh, confidence in pursuing it from Philly's funniest or whether somebody's like, well, he's Philly's funniest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like oh, it's yeah. kind of gotten me that level of confidence where, Good. you know, if I just had that level of confidence before it would probably yeah. have, of kind of a but uh obviously one door is helium yeah and then um and i'm hosting uh for andy woodhull i think yeah okay cool. no, uh april 2nd so yeah i mean i'm in there it was so tough to even get on the mic for years yeah for years and i go to that mic and i go week after week after week yeah and i, I when i finally go on i I'd crush, yeah. and then I'd come back the next week and be like, "No, they're not yeah. gonna put me on again." Yeah, and it was very, it was very difficult. And sometimes I, I mean, I wouldn't. That's why I didn't enter the contest again for years because I'm like, "That's mm. a, it's like a trick. That's the only yeah. way I can get on stage." And then like yeah. finally, I'm just like, "I'm gonna do this." Why the hell? <laughs> if if so they were to invite everybody. Back- Almost everybody is like, what's the worst thing going to happen? I lose. That's, everyone does that. You know, yeah. I did that once. <laughs> yeah. <It's> terrible. <laughs> I really was hoping to do better in my first round in my first year. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, oh, my last question that I have written down here is now that you won Philly's Funniest, are you looking to stay in Philly? Or would eventually do you see yourself moving West West Coast or New York or, or Atlanta or something Maybe. like that? I may, I mean, I'm definitely getting out to New York more. Um, sometimes I think that the West Coast might be a good place to go, but, you know, because so far away, I can't, yeah. I can't yeah. dabble in it. I can dabble in New York. Um, yeah. I know how to get on in certain places in New York. And I have a, I have a place to crash when I go up to New York. So I think I'll be going up to New York more often. Yeah. Um probably long term want to probably want to move there okay but just starting to get out there at first and just sort of find the lay of the land okay nice another question i wrote down here was when's the last time you physically saw your parents in person i'm just curious um did you just come up with that one um no, i wrote it down that i overlooked it when i asked you <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I saw my dad, like, right after the pandemic ended. Okay. And my mom, um, two or three years ago. Okay. Something like that. Probably more like three, four, maybe five years ago. Jeez, that's, okay. that's, that's a long range, isn't it? Yeah. Um, okay. But, yeah, it's been a, it's been a while. 
Yeah, dude. Um, hey, it's, it's hey, it's perspective, man. Every every, I think that's why I like to interview comics is that their lives are so interesting. I think anyone who's an artist, whether it's a comic or someone who sculpts or someone who's a musician, their their backgrounds are a lot more interesting and appealing to me versus someone who gets into investment banking kind of deal. But uh, or do you think you're misunderstood or do you think that people get you, that meet you? Or well, I'm wondering how people felt when I once was funniest and if that shifted any misconceptions um, I was in the scene for, I mean, when you, when you think about it, I mean, I'm not trying to track who all one feel is funny. It seems like I was like hanging around longer mm-hmm. um, and just went it out of nowhere mm-hmm. uh, than a lot of people. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like, well, I don't think anyone was like they they bet at helium apparently mm-hmm. they have like a pool to see who they think's gonna win mm-hmm. and i never really asked but i'm like i wonder if maybe just one insane person there like <laughs> took off with everybody's money that night because <laughs> like i don't think anyone was yeah. thinking it was gonna be me um they should <laughs> but um I don't know. I think that 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 bit, that the whole misconception is that I wouldn't have won. Maybe that was a misconception, and now that doesn't exist. I'm not sure. I think people are. Uh, if I if I'm to guess, I think people are um, not making assumptions about me. They feel like if they don't know me, they don't, they don't know me. Um, I mean, nobody thinks I'm a jerk, right? No, no, I, I never think you're a jerk. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like you're still like you, you're still like you don't you do you still feel that you're not getting the credit that's due? Do you still feel like we're based on your resume, your comedy resume? There should be more oppor- There should be these different opportunities that are currently being presented to you. Um. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple things mm-hmm. that I'm that I try to get a get done that take a little more doing than I feel like they should mm-hmm. um but then I don't know if that's just how things are mm-hmm. and and because everybody's kind of being looked at like uh, you know everybody's yeah. kind of pushing against you know the resistance of other people to put them on or to, to give them yeah. something or involve them in something yeah um okay I think I I think I have the I think I have for the most part the respect from people yeah I think people good. appreciate what I do good good man well dude this was an absolute blast talking to you we did it we got through two hours I don't know if that, if, if, I don't know if you were usually when I send it out like this would be a two hour interview people are like oh my god um but I, I I hope I hope you had fun I had a great time learning about you Joe I think you're fascinating oh, thank you I hope I gave good answers you did yeah no no don't you don't you put a lot of pressure on yourself Joe you put a lot of pressure like to deliver good every time this is just about you man I'm just very interested in knowing more about you I respect your level of comedy I respect how your Joe's come up you do something that I can never do uh your level of talent it, it far exceeds you know my ability and in many uh, comedians that I, I see his ability so it's nice to get in your head and and and, and lounge around in your mind for a little bit so i appreciate it buddy yeah thanks um yeah i just try to do my 
style comedy. It's like the only thing you can really do is be yourself. Yeah. You can't compete with being, trying to be, you know, yeah. This type of comic. Cause I'll never be, you know, mm-hmm. you know, Dave Chappelle, if somebody wants to be that, no, you gotta be you, you know? Yeah, I mean? exactly. But, uh, I definitely follow my own star on that, you know? Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, take care. This was I'm thank thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you. And 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 your answers and your willingness to do this. And I I'll I know I'll see you definitely in May, but I hope to see you sooner than that. So Okay, okay. I'll see you then. Okay. Yeah, you're done with me and Hershey. Right. So. <laughs> take care, buddy. I'll see you later. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Take care, thank bud. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, you too. All right. Bye. Good night. Good night.